Sanders. Welcome to the Dr. Hedberg Show for cutting-edge practical health information. For the latest articles, videos, and podcasts, visit drhedberg.com. That's D-R-H-E-D-B-E-R-G.com. The information in this show is intended for educational purposes only. Always consult your healthcare professional before attempting anything recommended in this program. And now, here's Dr. Hedberg. Well, welcome everyone to the Dr. Hedberg Show. This is Dr. Hedberg, and in this episode, I'm going to be talking about genistein and Hashimoto's disease. And so this was a recent study uh, published in China in a journal called Immunobiology. And the research paper was called Genistein Improves Thyroid Function in Hashimoto's Thyroiditis Patients Through Regulating Th1 Cytokines. So basically, Th1 cytokines, these are just cells that regulate inflammation and too many of them will increase inflammation in the thyroid gland. So the better regulated Th1 cytokines can be, the less inflammation in the gland. So first of all, what is genistein? Some of you may have heard of it before, but it's basically an isoflavone. It's a plant-derived compound, and it has some estrogenic activity. It actually falls in the class of phytoestrogens found in soybeans. And there have been previous studies that found genistein does have immune system regulating properties. And it does that through its anti-inflammatory effects. And so previously it's been shown to help with um, inflammation in the brain and heart inflammation um, resulting from diabetes and actually uh, lung disease. COPD, and a whole host of other conditions. So it has been studied before, and it's been shown to have excellent anti-inflammatory properties. So the, the authors, they just begin, they talk about how these cells, these Th1 cells, they're overly stimulated, and that's what leads to Hashimoto's disease. And they also mention that it's a problem to have chronic inflammation in the gland because chronic inflammation in the thyroid gland from Hashimoto's, it has been shown to to increase the risk of thyroid cancer. So everyone with Hashimoto's always needs to be aware that they're at a higher risk of developing thyroid cancer. And so the, low, the less inflammation you can have in the gland, the lower your risk of developing that. So this, uh, let's talk about how this study was done. So this was 218 female subjects between the ages of 20 and 80, and they all had Hashimoto's disease. And the requirements were, they had to have normal levels of free T4 and free T3, and that's with or without thyroid hormone replacement. Normal TSH levels, or slightly elevated TSH levels, but they had to be below 20. And they had to have thyroid peroxidase antibody levels greater than 100. Okay, so they were split into two groups. So 143 got the placebo, 
and 135 took the genistein. And the patients who took the genistein, they were given 600 milligrams a day of genistein. And they took that orally for 30 days. So they tested TSH, T3, total T4, free T4. Also, they measured thyroid peroxidase and thyroglobulin antibodies. And then they measured those, those um, inflammatory cells, the thyroid helper cell bodies. So these are Th1 and Th2. And those are just, again, just signs of inflammation. So what were the results after one month? So they did find significant differences in thyroid function in those who took the genistein compared to the placebo. So on average, the total T4 increased, the free T4 increased, T3 did not change, TSH decreased. So those are all good signs. And the, like I said, the, the T3 remained unchanged. That's not a bad thing. T3 is somewhat ambiguous depending on the patient. And there are a lot of factors that can, that can affect T3. Uh, but the TSH and, and the T4s got much better compared to the placebo group. And they also found a reduction in thyroid antibody levels. So both of those decreased. So the authors did conclude that if you supplement with 600 milligrams of genistein, it can improve thyroid function and improve Hashimoto's disease because it lowers antibody levels. Then they also, remember, they measured those inflammatory markers and two out of the three TH1 inflammatory markers did change significantly after the genistein treatment. And there was no change in TH2. So it did modulate TH1, which is a, a good sign for Hashimoto's disease. So based on prior research, even if you, even if someone is taking thyroid replacement to improve the symptoms of Hashimoto's disease, uh, the tendency towards higher inflammation in whatever thyroid tissue remains in the Hashimoto's patient, it does increase the risk of thyroid cancer. I mentioned that before, and the authors do discuss that more in the paper. So, you know, the, the basic conventional treatment for Hashimoto's, I mean, in the early stages, if it's very, very difficult to deal with, they might even use short-term steroids to suppress the immune system. And then depending on what country and what doctor you see, they may actually supplement you with selenium. And then, of course, they give you T4. And there is some, some actually decent research on low-level laser treatments for Hashimoto's disease. So it was only a month, uh, but there, there were improvements across the board. And so what's also significant is that the, the T4 and the free T4 levels increased. So this could mean that a Hashimoto's patient could actually lower their dose of thyroid medication uh, by taking genistein and seeing these kinds of improvements. Okay, so 
let's see if there's anything else that that we wanted to say about this particular study. I mean, the weakness, obviously, is that it's only a month. And the researchers do point this out. They really do need to do a longer study to to see the effects. 30 days is just not really long enough. Um, the other thing is that some people might think, well, this is soy, but wouldn't it inhibit thyroid function? And that's true if it was actually soy, uh, which contained the goitrogens. But genistein is just a compound in soy, so it's extracted from soy, and it has no goitrogenic activity. So goitrogens inhibit thyroid function, but that's only if you've taken way, way too much of them. They're pretty much impossible to avoid because they're found in a lot of really healthy vegetables. And uh, a lot of the vegetables that have goitrogenic activity, they also have compounds that improve thyroid function in many ways. And especially if they're cooked or prepared properly, that significantly decreases the goitrogenic activity. So you really have to eat massive amounts of raw goitrogens to really see thyroid inhibition. Uh, so for example, you don't want to stop eating broccoli because it is a goitrogen. It also has many, many other health benefits and uh, it contains camphorol, which is a compound that actually enhances thyroid function. So don't worry about the soy aspect. Again, this is just strictly an extract from the soybean. So we don't really know if, if, if this were done for months, six months, a year, what would really happen. But this is very promising uh, results. We'll see if, if they continue to, to study this. Um, they use 600 milligrams a day. Genistein is a little bit on the, the pricier end of supplementation. Um, I use uh, Genistein product that is um, 500 milligrams, so about the same. And I will be testing this out on, on some people who do want to try it. There are more affordable options that have been shown to improve Hashimoto's and thyroid function, and I've covered those in previous podcasts. And the real big players there are going to be black cumin seed oil, aloe, and uh, cordyceps. And uh, those three all have really good research behind them, improving thyroid function and helping with Hashimoto's. So if you go to drhedberg.com, you'll see this article under the articles section, and I have a link to the study if you do want to read it, as well as some links to other things that I've talked about in this podcast. Well, take care, everyone. I hope that was helpful, and I will talk to you next time. If you enjoy The Dr. Hedberg Show, you can support it by sharing each episode on your social media channels, like Facebook, and by leaving a review on iTunes. Please visit drhedberg.com. That's D-R-H-E-D-B-E-R-G.com to access the show notes and resources for today's episode. 